Dr. Robert Jones asks, maybe you yourself have struggled with self-forgiveness and wonder how to deal with feelings of guilt. Why is self-forgiveness such an attractive notion? What, if anything, does the Bible say about it? Welcome to a new season of Consider It, where we consider questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, and the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505, and we will consider your question. To learn more about redemption, you can visit redemption.bible. I'm Michael Hawkins. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Welcome back to Consider It, where we get to consider another question. That's right. We'll take it. All right. I'm struggling with something I've done that hurts someone and can't forgive myself for it. How do I do that? It's a good question. I think this is one of those... uh, This is a question where... Where the rubber meets the road, right? That's right. It's like a real life thing. I appreciate the the uh, uh, the vulnerability in the question as well. Like they've acknowledged that they've done something. Yep. That's like step number one. That's right? right. In in any sort of conflict here is just acknowledging I've done something that hurt somebody else. Because so often we can't get even beyond that. So I haven't done anything wrong. Right? Yeah. Like we're we're uh, right in our own eyes. We're proud. Like you know, like we I, I haven't done anything wrong, but. This is like starting in a great place. Like I, I'm acknowledging I've hurt somebody right. in a deep way, and uh, um, and I guess we don't really know all the 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 ins and outs of the scenario, or um, you know whether or not they've asked for forgiveness from the person, or you know from yep. the Lord. But now we're getting this to this uh, idea of forgiving ourselves, which is a is a good thing. Just recently in our series here at church, we talked about uh, forgiving one another and that yeah. command that we see in the scripture, right? In, in uh, Ephesians four and Colossians three, to forgive one another as God in Christ has forgiven us. That's right. Right. And Pastor Eric preached that message and it was good. And this is kind of one of those related uh, uh, topics here of forgiving yourself, and it's pretty popular now in. You know, and in, in, oh, yeah. uh, in our culture of forgiving ourselves. Do you hear this? So, you know, Michael is a soul care guy in counseling. Are you? Do you, Do you hear this in the counseling room? Do you hear this amongst uh, people? Yeah. Or? yeah, absolutely. And I think even just as we think about like secular psychology, like this is like the core of what people are are trying to get to is this idea of self forgiveness and if we can just forgive ourselves then it gives us the opportunity to to then move on yeah. as if we're the the ultimate authority in mm. that and uh, and so yeah i think it's extremely common and we hear it in a little bit of everything you know just um not just in the psychology world but just in general yeah this is just one of those common right things that we're constantly oh, like i just can't forgive myself or how am I ever going to forgive myself for this? And so, right. yeah, no. you might hear this even just kind of an informal counseling, some, you know, just kind of in passing or whatever and sharing, you know, some feelings of guilt about something. And, you know, somebody may just say, well, you just need to forgive yourself and move on. That's right. Something like that. Yeah. Just, you hear people talking about the shame that they've been carrying for, for so long about something. And you even kind of pick that up in the question today. Yeah. Like they've done something and they're, they're holding on to it 
And, you know, some people hold on to these things for the majority of their lives and it just becomes a, a consuming you know, factor in their lives that yeah. just kind of holds them back. And right. Holds them down. It's like a big old anchor that yeah. they can't just move on from. And, uh, and for the Christian, that's not what, what type of life we're supposed to live. That's is right. It? Yeah. No. Um, and so I guess that we come to the, the question then, and I appreciate this too, because like the person's asking for help. Well, how do I do that? How do I forgive myself and all that? And, yeah. and maybe we need to just tease that out a little bit because, well, one, does the Bible have anything to say about self-forgiveness? Right. Uh, and two, like how does a person walk out then, you know, true, you know, biblical forgiveness mm. in their life and in a scenario like this? Right. Yeah. You know? Um, because, and, and maybe let's, let's just start there. Like, does the Bible talk about self forgiveness or forgiving, you know, we know, yeah, forgive one another, receive the forgiveness of Christ, but is there any sort of internal forgive yourself type language that we see in the scripture? Yeah. Short answer. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, at least not in the way that w- that this question or the world is meaning it. Right. right? right. Yeah. And and like just directly like verbatim, like forgive yourself as Christ has forgiven Himself. Like, no, that, <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't see that. Right? No. And in fact, when we think about what the Bible says about forgiveness, is there's a vertical aspect of forgiveness in yeah. in the sense of God forgiving us. Yeah. And then there's a, the horizontal aspect of forgiving one another just as you alluded to and that we've been going through the the one another's right, right. together. Matthew 18 is like the primary like example of that, right? right? And Jesus example of the unforgiving servant. That's right. Guy comes has this enormous debt uh, uh, from his master, uh, like just an unreasonable amount of money, you know. Uh, that uh, you know, and if we were to extrapolate it out in our sums, it's it's like 20 lifetimes worth of of money that could never get paid back and mm-hmm. the master forgives the servant. Yep. Right? And 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 that's representative of our forgiveness from the Lord, right? We have this, God is holy, holy God, we as sinful humanity, even one sin is a massive offense against holy God to be in relationship with him. Right. And he's forgiven us in Christ. And that's, that's incredible, right? That's yeah. the gospel. That's the, you know, that's, that's like the crux of the gospel that God is holy, we are not. Christ came, died in our place so that our debt was paid, rose again, so that we could walk with him, and we received the benefit, we received the forgiveness, yeah. vertically, you're talking about. But then the, the, the passage goes on then to say that same guy who has been relieved of his debt, his enormous, unpayable debt, now goes, finds his friend who owes him a few months' worth of wages, yeah. you know, a, a debt that could reasonably be paid off, though significant, right? And demands it from him, wringing his neck, you know, That's and right. uh, um, and and the whole point Jesus is making there of like, hey, you've been forgiven much vertically, but horizontally, like, who are we to withhold this type of forgiveness uh, relationally, horizontally? Yeah. And uh, that's that's like the that's that's the gospel picture, right? That's the yeah, picture we see in the Bible. Yeah, and when we can see what we've been forgiven, we're more inclined and more generous with our forgiving one another. Yeah, right. At least we should be, right? The right. more we grasp the gospel, the more uh, repulsed we are by our own sin, and the, 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 the more we are captured by the grace of God towards us, 
the more likely we are to, uh, you know, forgive others. Like there, there's the uh, parable in Luke uh, where, you know, those who are forgiven much, you know, forgive much. Those who've been loved much. And uh, as Jesus is rebuking the Pharisees for, you know, this, uh, this uh, you, know, un, you know, this cast out woman who is washing his feet. And they're like, what? Like, Why are you allowing this? Why yeah. are you allowing her in our company? And Jesus rebukes them for it. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. And so I think, you know, even as we think about the question this morning, like, do do we forgive ourselves? And if so, how? Yeah. Um, you know, while you know, the Bible doesn't say anything about forgiving ourselves, there's still a sense within us that it's like, how do we move forward right. um, in the guilt, in the shame that we're feeling? And so while we're not necessarily called to forgive ourselves, there's still this notion of, well, I feel this weight. How do I get rid of it? How do I move past it? Right. And so I think that's probably more what people are asking. Sure. In this question. Especially as believers. Right. I think. Yeah. 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 And so um, just in light of that. Okay. So what does that look like? Yeah. And I think just as you, you pointed out in Matthew 18, the first thing is that we have to recognize the debt that we have already been forgiven yeah and and understanding you know christ work on the cross because it wasn't just like partially sufficient right yeah when, when christ went to the cross he said what yeah it is finished it is finished right yeah. he, he came and completed the work that the father had had sent him to complete right and so i think step one is that we have to understand and believe the sufficiency of Christ's death and, and resurrection on our behalf. Right. You know, and that's the beauty of the gospel. Right. Right. Yeah. It comes, it's, it starts there at, at, you know, in our head of believing these gospel truths Yeah. of, uh, uh, of fully understanding and grasping them, but it doesn't stop there. Right. That's it's right. like, well, how do we, then we actualize it? Mm-hmm. How do we practically live this out? Which is, which, which is interesting because at the heart of this question here, we, we could extrapolate this out to, to several different theological truths. Yeah. Because in other words, it's like, how do we then practically live out the, our position before the Lord? Mm-hmm. And so like theologically speaking, like, okay, we know that we are justified that in a legal sense, before the Lord, we have been declared righteous, all of our sin paid for. Yeah. You know, we've been set free from that, but how then do we then live every day, yeah. you know, knowing that, wow, I've been set free, and so that's the sanctification part. Like, how then do we continue on living in light of who God says that we are? That's right. That that's what that's kind of what's at the you know at the uh, at the core of yeah. w- what this issue is, and so okay, we know we've been forgiven. It starts there. Do we genuinely know in our mind and our heart that we are forgiven? Yeah. And you know, if we can say, well, yes, I believe that, because yeah. maybe that's what's stopping the person. Like, mm, I don't, I don't know that I am. Yeah. This was a big deal, like, and we don't know what the sin is, and that's not necessarily all that important. But maybe in the person's heart, like, no, this, this is like, I, I'm, I'm so ashamed that I did this. Yeah, and it's like, and I think so often when we talk to folks, and even maybe in our own hearts, as 
just think about things like, yeah, like Christ, Christ can forgive that. Yeah. But this over here, mm, I, I, yeah. just, I don't believe that his death was sufficient for this. This was pretty bad. This, yeah. this hurt somebody really bad, or this has caused a lot of collateral damage. Yeah. And so like, yeah, these little things over here, I, I trust that Christ has forgiven these, yeah. but this thing over here, like nobody could ever forgive that. Yeah. Right. And that's where we have to come back to that point and say, well, no, Christ did forgive us. Yeah. This is the, like, the extravagance of his grace, yeah. the unthinkable. That's right. And, uh, and that's, that's who, that's who he saved. That's yeah. who he, uh, that's who his grace is for. That's right. While we were yet enemies, Christ died for us. Like our sin, the things that we've done aren't a surprise. Yeah to him right. right yeah he knew all those long before he said before we before you know in our uh, point of view and perspective in time before we actually did them he knew that despite right. all that and he saved us that's right and that's again just as you were talking about theology that's another theology we can bring right. into this and just the fact that he knows all things you know past present and future he's he's yeah. sovereign over all of these things and like when we when we know that about God and then we remember that he is for us and that he did these things or really he sent Jesus to the cross on our behalf because of the things that he knew that we were going to do. It's like, yeah. Okay. Like what I've done isn't beyond his forgiveness. It hasn't caught him off guard. It hasn't gone above yep. and beyond what Christ came to accomplish. Right. As a matter of fact, that's why he did come. It's the only thing we bring to the equation <laughs> right. of our salvation, is we bring our sin. Yeah. And God knew all that, loved us, forgave us in Christ anyways, and we need to then believe that, embrace it, and humble ourselves under it as God has th- is the authority. He has the final say, and if he has said that I'm forgiven... Then, I, then there's no need for me to like forgive myself in that sense, but I do need to live in light of that. That's right. And so, really, that forgiveness of self is believing in God's forgiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or to use a a word, and incidentally, this is why we call our podcast this: this idea of considering ourselves. You know, you see it in, in uh, Romans six eleven to consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Right. And I think that is, that's the crux point in Christianity and like what the Spirit brings us to. This, this idea of consider is more than just like believing. It's considering, it's weighing the options, it's, it's, it's thinking deeply upon the truthfulness of it, the implications of it, and then deliberately deciding to live or act accordingly to this truth. That's right. And we do that all the time regularly on small things, you know, and like food that we like and what we're going to have for, you know, for lunch or whatever. We've, we, you know, we've decided like, I like this food. I like this thing. And now I live in, you know, I, I eat my lunch in light of it. But spiritually speaking, this is, you know, even more significant for us that we consider these theological truths. And that's what he brings us to in, in right. Romans 6, 
he's just laid out all our justification up there that this is you know well before that here's our sin this is what we bring to the table here's our justification this has always been the way of salvation taking us back to the old testament example of abraham this is how we've been saved this is why he in romans 5 there when we were weak when we were enemies when we were ungodly when we were sinners that's when christ died for us now we have a new representative in adam or in christ not merely in adam and now Considering all of these theological truths, now live this way. Now walk out your sanctification, even when you don't want to, even when it doesn't make sense. Go, do not go on presenting you know, your bodies, your actions, your time, your talent to the things of the flesh, but now to the things of God, of righteousness. Yeah. And so that's where it begins. It's here. It's believing. It's considering. That's right. And now living it out. Yeah. Another passage that's been super helpful, just in my life, and I mm. go back to so often, is that Galatians 2.20. Mm. Yeah. You know, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Yeah. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Yeah. And so I just have to go back to that truth. Often it is no longer I who lives, yeah. but Christ lives in me. And so believing that truth, renewing my mind on a regular basis right. to say, I feel this way, yeah. but God's word says this, yeah. and so am I going to choose my feelings as ultimate authority, or am I going to choose God's word as ultimate authority? Yeah. Right. And ultimately, I have to trust that God's word is greater than yeah. what I'm feeling in I'm, those moments. I mean, that's the epitome of faith, right? That's right. In all of those moments, whether it's our feelings or something else that a friend has said or the culture is saying or our flesh is tempting us to do— that's what faith is in every one of those moments saying, no, I choose to believe that God is who he says he is. His word is, is the, the way to go. And these other things are uh, inferior to that or are going to be or are destructive yep. for me. And so I'm going to follow the way of the Lord. And so I don't live. I'm not the CEO of my life. I'm not the final authority. My emotions aren't the final authority. God's word is. Right. And so now I, I, I need to, to live in light of that. Yeah. And so we're like, is, is that just, do we pull ourselves up by our bootstrap? <laughs> okay, now I know that this is true. And so I'm going to like, uh, I'm just going to do it. Like, how do we, how do, how do we actualize? I know I've used that word a couple of times, but yeah. how do we then, how do, how do we do this then? Yeah. I mean, there's several things that come to mind right off the bat. One, it's a daily renewal of our minds, being mm-hmm. in the word, going back and saying, I'm believing this. Bible says this, and so there's just that constant renewal yeah. that, that we're we're called to do. Yeah. Um, another thing is just living in community amongst people that point us back to the truth. Yeah, you know, we need brothers and sisters in our lives when we're feeling, you know, despairing and, and downcast or, or lost and confused to to point us back and say, you know, not this, but this. Yeah, um, you know, coming to church and just being here listening to the, the preaching of, of God's word because you know as we talk often preaching is transformative and so we're wanting to hear the preaching of the word and looking for ways to to apply that in our life to change the way that we we think and and do things and so these are all just part of God's grace for us he's put these things in place yeah. for our good and so in a sense we do have to choose to partake in these things. Yep. We have to, 
every day make the decision to say, yes, I'm going to get up and I'm going to read the Bible. Yeah. Every day we have to make the choice. Hey, I'm going to live in community. I'm going to self-disclose the areas in which I'm struggling so that my brothers and sisters can speak truth into my life. You know, we wake up, I'm going to go to small group this week, you know? And so while it's not a pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps, there's still like a choice. We can either choose to walk in obedience in the graces that God has given us, or we can choose to disobey and, and walk in foolishness and, and, right. and find the danger of that. Right. Yeah. Because in that we are, it's like, here's the, plan before us you know or here's you know god is the great physician here is his you know here's his medicine for us here's his treatment plan and if we're not then we're just like we're you know we're we're denying the the very means of grace like you've recalled them uh to uh uh you know that that are going to bring our 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 health and be our hope and our help and all that and so, like, we need to do that. Is, are there things also that we need to, like, put off or cut off, you know, yeah. in all that that could be causing us? I think, isn't that, like, kind of that Christian balance as well? Or, like, the offense and the defense, you know, the putting off and the putting on that's right, that, yeah. uh, that, the, that the Scripture talks about? Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, Ephesians, is it, what, 4, mm-hmm. 17? I can't remember, but starting there. Um, but anyway, yeah, there's this constant notion of we put off, the bad things and we yeah. put on the good things. And that's that, that renewal of our minds, right? It's yeah. like, we have to, you know, in Matthew, it talks about cutting off our hand and gouging out our eye. Like sometimes there are, there are drastic things that we have to, to cut off or put off um, in order to, to believe the truth. Right. And, um, yeah. And some of those things I like this and those, influences of entitlement things that uh, you know may be causing us to think this way you know where I can't believe in God's forgiveness or things that are causing me to uh, think of too highly of myself you know some of those uh, corrupting kind of influences that maybe yeah. I have to cut those off you yeah. know um, I need to uh, things that are causing me to wallow in self-pity or despair you know over the things that we've done um, we need to we need to flee that stuff. Um, yeah. If it's uh, you know if if, if if I have this heart bent of anger in it, I'm like so angry at myself for doing this, and you know we need to put that off and put that away behind us, and you know set our minds on the things that are uh, that are above. If you know if it's just foolishness that has us in all this, and we those things that are you know leading us away and uh, and and are just the devil's playground. We need yeah. we need to avoid that at yeah. all costs, and and in order like for our our spiritual good. Yeah, get away from that thing. Yeah, and I think you know just practically speaking, sometimes that's as simple as like turning off a song on the radio. Yeah, you know, there's those songs that pop up that just fuel and emotion in us that sometimes we find as our like kind of our comfort zone it's like i just want to be mad and so this is my mad song or whatever you know it's probably country music that's right like (laughs) all this kind of country music is the source of of all this stuff yeah no (laughs) i'm teasing if you don't know me uh and uh just listening to this i have a disdain for country music so that he secretly loves it just my jab right there yeah so but, or it could be an old letter. Maybe yeah. somebody wrote you an old letter and you go back 
and read it every now and then just to, to fuel that fire. And it's like, maybe it's time that you just wad up that letter and throw it away yeah. and, and trust in, in God's forgiveness For sure. in that. And so those are just two simple things that yeah. come to mind, but, but that's how practical it gets in, in these yeah. things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's where it's helpful when even just going back to make the connection there, when we're in community and things and we're living uh, a life that's vulnerable and talking through these things, sometimes we can't see like that letter maybe is the source of this, that that's just like hanging on where you, you know, can't live in light of God's forgiveness uh, for you. Um, then, you know, like here's a, here, here's just one of those things that, that the community may be able to see you know, I say, hey, man, I think it's time. Like, let's go and do it right now. He's like, oh, I just can't do it. And I'm like, well, I'll come over to your house right now and I'll help you. And yeah. I can be that, that, uh, that, the, you know, that brother walking alongside you in this so we can walk this out together. And so that's, that's, that's the importance of yeah. both of these things, the putting off and putting on. Yeah. Right? God talks about. Yeah. So. And I think in light of this conversation, too, I think it's important to recognize just the dangers of holding on to this unforgiveness because, you know, these things lead to, to deeper, darker sin and hurt. I mean, I think like self harm and, and and other things that people will turn to, it's like, Oh, well, the only way that I can forgive myself is by inflicting this pain on myself. It's like, or, you know, in, in different ways, you may see someone like, oh, well, the only way that I can be forgiven is if I do this. Yeah. You know, if, if I give all my money to this charity or if I clean this thing, you know, over and over, you know. And so yeah. some of these things with, you know, OCD and self-harm and, and things like are wrapped up. Right. In this idea of self forgiveness and, right and so again i'm not saying that that's the only right that's cause. not true in every case that's don't, right. don't misunderstand what we're saying here but there is a connection yeah it uh, can to... manifest into these different things and so as we're struggling with some of these things we can ask okay like are there areas that i'm failing to believe in god's forgiveness am i believing wrongly about god in some way and is that is that causing me to then respond right. in this unhealthy way? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause in, in each of those, when you kind of scale it back and, and what you talked about, each of those manifestations is really a manifestation of a works righteousness mentality. Exactly. Um, and not, and, and not seeing things through Christ's righteousness. We don't have to harm ourselves. Christ was harmed for us. That's right. You know, we don't have to do anything to earn God's favor. Christ did it all. That's right. Um, and that maybe sounds ludicrous, but that's the whole point of God's grace. <laughs> that's right. We don't deserve it. Yeah. And we just get to live in light of it. Doesn't mean that we take advantage of it. Doesn't mean that we, you know, that we now just get to live this wild, licentious life because now we have this this hell insurance that we can just do whatever we want. No, it means that we walk humbly in light of the grace of God, knowing the enormous price that Christ paid to to forgive us. Yeah. Um and so we 
you know, we, we embrace it and we walk humbly in it. And, uh, and, and when we don't, that's how it, that, that's, that's just indicators. So even this is God's grace. When it shows up, those are like those alarms that are going off saying, Hey, there's something here maybe in our heart and mind that, that needs to get righted. You know that needs some work on, and that's God's grace to expose that to, uh, to us, so we can be living in light, transformed uh, by the light, and to uh, you know to walk in the newness of life that Christ has won for us. That's right. right. And so, so there's yeah, there's there's some dangers in all this. That's why we're even taking this podcast, you know, this question on the podcast because there is some dangers. It's not right. just like a harmless thing in our society. But there are some connections to some to some deeper things here, um, and and you know you mentioned some of those, but even just the bitterness that pervades yeah. our society, yeah. you know, the same bitterness that when I withhold forgiveness from somebody else, somebody else has hurt me, and I say, well, I'm, I can't, I can never forgive you for that. That's just too much, yeah. and just withholding holding on to that unforgiveness, it turns into a bitterness yeah, um, that that is like a wound that just festers, and we got to yeah. cut that off quickly. Right. Yeah, but the same is true if we're holding on to this, uh, un, you know, unforgiveness for ourselves and in our own saying, well, God's not going to, that turns into this bitterness as well, or despair or anger or foolishness that left unchecked is going to lead to greater harm and uh, and not the type of abundant life that, that God wants us yeah. to live in light of Christ by his spirit. That's right. And I think just another thing to, to touch on, when we think that it's our job to forgive ourselves. Like, who are we putting at the the center of yeah. everything? Right, ourselves. Right? right. We're not trusting that that God is in the center. That He's the ultimate, you know, Creator, the one that that provides you know forgiveness for our sins. We we begin to to put ourselves on His throne. Right. right? And so it's um, you know in these moments. Uh, well, I just can't forgive myself. It's like, who am I yeah. to think that I'm that important, that yeah. I have a higher standard than God? Right. Yeah. Which that, even even just so you say, that's a pretty daunting question, right? That should hit us uh, uh, square in the chest to, to yeah. consider that in these moments. And, and even even to ask that question again is just God's grace. Right. You know, it's like a check engine light. Something is out of whack here. And, you know, I'm at the center or some a wrong belief is at the center, whatever it is. And now we can do some diagnostics to, to help write the ship, make sure that Christ is the center of our life. That's right. And I think to have an important or a proper expectation yeah. of ourselves in the midst of this to say, you know what? I was thinking that way. Yep. And the reality is I'm a sinner. Yep. And, you know, while I shouldn't think that way, I did. Yep. And Christ has forgiven that too. And so we take these things to him. Yep. We don't have to be scared of him. We, we don't have to clean ourselves up to take us, or you take ourselves back to right. Christ. Right. We take our our sin, our, our shame, our, our, our bitterness, and, and these things to the cross, trusting that he has washed over those you know one of the questions i like to ask people is when god looks at you what does he see yeah you know and they're like oh well he sees you know this or he sees you know a depressed person or he sees you know this sin it's like right as if god is looking at us with this perpetual displeasure 
yeah. you know, or disappointment That's at us. And no, the answer is, if we're in Christ, he sees Christ's righteousness. Right. We're robed in the righteousness of Christ. And I think about the uh, parable of the... Um, Wow, I just drew a blank on the prodigal son. The prodigal son, thank you. <laughs> it was in there somewhere. But um the prodigal son and you know, he goes and he squanders all of these things and yet when he comes back, the father sees him in the distance and what does he do? He runs yeah. to him. He he puts on the the family ring and and robes him in his robe and and welcomes him back. And so it's the same for us when we recognize yeah. that we've been struggling with you know, a bitterness or an unforgiveness, instead of cowering in shame, we we take it to the Father, knowing that He right. delights in a, a broken and contrite heart. Yeah, you know, a humble spirit. Right, just coming to Him and acknowledging, yeah, I messed up in my actions. Yeah, but I've also messed up in my thinking. Yeah, and and sometimes we miss that aspect as well. That sin has not only corrupted just our deeds, our actions. Yeah. But sin has also corrupted our ability to understand and to think. And we pride ourselves in being reasonable and rational and all that stuff. And the reality is, no, sin has corrupted our, our ability to understand. That's right. He's, sin has corrupted our emotions. We feel things wrongly. Yeah. And we, it's this, the same. We just acknowledge it and bring it to the Lord, confess it to others, pray for one another. That's and right. that's where we receive the healing and all this. So, but... Praise God for His forgiveness right. and all this. Even as we're talking about our sin and and uh, and and how all this teases itself out and the complexities of our sin, praise God for His forgiveness, for His grace that leads the way forward. That our sin doesn't get the final word. That's right. That our sin Amen. doesn't define us. That uh, that our sin isn't the uh, you know the predominant factor in our relationships. As believers, God's grace is. That's right. That's what defines us. That's the predominant factor. And praise God for His grace. Thank you for joining us today on this new season of Consider It, Ministry of Redemption Bible Church in Braunfels, Texas. We welcome your questions regarding life theology in the church. You can submit these questions by texting the word redemption and your question to 830 833- 299-7505. To learn more about redemption, visit us online at redemption.bible. Thank you for listening. Our aim each episode is to be truthful and helpful to the glory of God. Join us next time on Consider It.